0: Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast, and I want to encourage you to check out our website. On there we have all of our upcoming events, in-person services, gatherings all over the place, and if you're looking for a church in the MacArthur region, check it out. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, it's all there. We'd love to get to know you. Let's get to the podcast.
1: Well, good morning everyone, church. It's a real honour and a real privilege to be able to share the word with you this morning. And I know it's on the screen and I can't wait for the day to meet your beautiful church family face to face. I know Simon's given us a little bit of an intro, but let me just say it's been a true joy uh, to watch Simon and Maria step out in faith and pioneer a church. Uh, Nicole, my wife and I, we moved to Darwin 12 years ago and pioneered a church so we know all about it, and 12 years later here we are, it's Island Church Darwin. But let me just say it is a real uh, easy yes for our church to get behind you and support you and cheer you on, and no doubt, I know it can sound cliche, some awesome days are still yet ahead. But while I'm with you online, I guess I just want to share a word that's been super helpful, I guess, in our church's journey. And I really hope that it blesses you and encourages you to really go forward with the vision of Everyone church. And I want to take you to the story of Nehemiah. And I want to encourage you to, uh, on Monday and throughout the week, to read the book of Nehemiah. It's an easy read. I can only just take a snippet of Nehemiah and present it to you this morning. But have a look at this story. But the context of the story is the Jews have actually had their city destroyed. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar took over and sacked the city. But now the Persians are in control. And there's a Jewish man named Nehemiah who's a cupbearer to the king. And he hears about his city, the city of his ancestors that lies in ruins and it's destroyed by fire. And I guess his response is really special. And I want to encourage you to have a response similar to Nehemiah, that when he heard about the plight of his city, that he wept and he was moved. And I know it's the same. I grew up in Western Sydney. Uh, Up here, it's the same in the Northern Territory. The plight of humanity is right before us, right outside these walls. And I hope that we don't become callous. I hope we don't become insensitive or used to it. But it should move us that our city, it really does lie in ruins. And so Nehemiah makes a response to the king and again I'm going to just go through this quite fast but he asked the king that uh, for permission to rebuild the city and miraculously this Persian king says yep yeah, I'm going to give you a green light to rebuild these broken walls uh, and it would have highlighted I guess uh, the power and the generosity of the Persian kingdom to say that, that we're in charge. But Nehemiah comes to his home city and all the provision is made for by the King of Persia. And when he gets to the city, he indeed finds the extent of the damage uh, and that the wall is indeed crumbled. The temple hasn't been rebuilt. And so he makes some um, plans, he surveys the wall and he sees the damage. And then he goes to the people and lets them know that he wants to rebuild the city. And I guess I know that's in the heart of simon and maria that they would love to see uh, that community that you guys are in transformed and changed you know you can have good government good policies and man we've had a crazy couple years up here in darwin too but the real answer and the real hope uh, is in jesus the real hope is in the church and so nehemiah gets to the people and says hey let's rebuild the city and their response is something that i want to zone in on and if you got your bible you can go to nehemiah but the response in chapter two, verse nineteen, after Nehemiah lets them know about this idea that I want to rebuild the city, uh, they say these uh, these words. He says, "Hey, let us." Um, he says, "I told them." Sorry, this is verse eighteen. I told them about the gate, about the gracious hand of my God on me, and what the king had said to me. And they replied, and this is beautiful: "Let us start rebuilding. Let us start rebuilding." And so they began this good work. And Nehemiah says, you see the damage, you see the trouble that we're in, let's do something. And the people's response was, let's, let us do it. And if there's a I guess a sentence to this message is that we're better together. That when we are in this together, so much more can be accomplished. And so often uh, we can get uh, easily enticed by consumerism. And we see it all around us in Western society. And if we're not careful, it can creep into the church and we just rely on the best programs or the best music or the best facilities and I'm not opposed to those things those things are great but if we only rely on just a select little few a few people to do church for us we're going to find ourselves maybe in a real trap that we don't want to be in you know the church is meant to be a body of believers and each and every person can play their part and what we see over the next couple of chapters in Nehemiah is that playing out because what we have is Nehemiah rallying this group of people to say let's rebuild the city we live in disgrace and this is something that's really crucial to know theologically he wasn't rallying builders and carpenters he was rallying ordinary people and he says hey we can do something and it's magic what happens over the next couple of chapters and so i just want to highlight maybe five of those um, verses in chapter three And it really, really, again, presents this beautiful picture of everyone playing their part. So if you look at verse one of chapter three, I think it's really important uh, that it says, Elishab the high priest and his fellow priests went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. Uh, I think that's really important that uh, the leader and I know uh, so often it's do as I say, not as I do. But, you know, I know when you're pioneering a church, uh, you don't have the luxury of watching others do the work. You, you you know, Simon and Maria are probably today wearing many different hats. And 12 years later, we're still wearing so many different hats. But we've got to lead by example. And I know Simon, I, I love Simon, I love Maria. I know these guys are prepared to do the work. And if you get behind them, they're leading the way. Uh, it says in verse two, this is really interesting. It says the men of Jericho uh, built the adjoining section. And you might think, what's the, why did that make a mention? And if you know a little bit about biblical history that Jericho was the city that was um, destroyed by the, the sound of the trumpet. And it was only Rahab the prostitute and her family that survived. And here we are, generations later, uh, these, these surviving Jerichites, And here they are, uh, rebuilding the city wall. And I guess it's a picture. And I don't know your story, I know a bit of my story. Uh, I just love that there was so much destruction in my life. Maybe you know your journey. Maybe you know what it was like before you were a Christian, now that you are a Christian. But, you know, here we are. We have our lives destroyed, our lives ruined, just tarnished by sin and the ploys of the enemy. And now we get an opportunity to rebuild lives. And isn't that beautiful? And again, I know I'm looking at you through a screen, but no doubt before me, those that are listening, have beautiful stories of redemption. Once we're in darkness, now in light. Once had a life full of destruction, and now you're bringing hope to those that are in destruction. Uh, It says in verse five, uh, I think it's in, and again, I'd really encourage you to go through more of these scriptures, but it says in verse five, it's quite a sad verse, it says the next section, and there's other sections that got rebuilt, was repaired by the men of Tekoa, but here it is. But their nobles would not put their shoulders to the work under their supervisors. And I think in that sad, here's a group of nobles that thought maybe this work was below them. This work wasn't for them. And they etched in scripture now as people that wouldn't put their hands to the work. And God bless the men of Tekoa, because they get another mention building another section of the wall later. But you know, I guess the challenge is, no one in this church is too noble to start rebuilding the walls, rebuilding lives. I want to ask you and invite you to say, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm not too noble for this task. And let me tell you, reaching a community, reaching a city's dirty, it's messy, it's full of sin. It's full of sinners. And sometimes I get shocked, and I have to keep reminding our church, is we get shocked how sinful the world acts. And I'm thinking, isn't that what the world is? That's what we have to go out and reach. That's what we have to go and make disciples of. It's gonna be messy, it's gonna be dirty. And you know what? If you're not prepared to get your hands dirty, maybe you're gonna be like these nobles of Tekoa and they know we're too good for this. But I just think what an opportunity they missed. Our next group of people I wanna highlight is in verse eight. It says that Uziel, son of Harahiah, and here's my little pause. If you hear me pronounce some of these names incorrectly, my secret is you just say it really fast. Because when you say it really fast, people think, oh man, he's very theologically sound. There's always someone in the church. I don't know if you've got that person yet in every church, but every church has someone that loves to pronounce all the names correctly. But know, don't get sidetracked. But it says one of the goldsmiths, I going to highlight that, a goldsmith repaired the next section and Hananiah, one of the perfume makers, made repairs next to that. And you might go, why are you highlighting this? A goldsmith and a perfumer, here they are actively getting their hands dirty, rebuilding the walls. And I just imagine, especially that perfumer, I just imagine just the softness and the delicacy of his hands. And here he goes picking up bricks and mortar. I know it's an insult and you can't probably see my hands or you can't feel my hands. Uh, But uh, not too long ago, someone shook my hand and said, oh wow, you have such soft hands. And there was another guy there and he was an electrician and he sort of scoffed at me. He was laughing at me, because really what he was saying is, these hands don't do any work. You know, this electrician, his name is Stu. His hands were like leather. It felt like he was shaking the hands of a crocodile. But my hands are so soft because past us, you know, we don't always do too much physical work. And, but let me tell you, this perfumer and this goldsmith got their hands do They got into the work. And I want to encourage you, you might think, and I've, I guess I've learned this over 12 years, so many people don't feel like they're qualified. They don't feel like they're, they're well equipped enough to help build the kingdom of God. And yet Nehemiah uses a bunch of goldsmiths and perfumers. And if you can use a goldsmith, and he can use a perfumer, he can use you and me. And here's the beautiful thing. Sometimes he doesn't just use everyone to get on a platform with a microphone or jump on a bass guitar. It's just doing the things behind the scenes. It's doing the things that no one even knows about. That God says, hey, they're really important things. In fact, it says in Corinthians, some of the things that we don't think are noble, are actually really noble. And I want to encourage you, if God can use Hananiah, he can use you. And again, I haven't met you, but I know it's just the, the truth of God's word. God can use you. Check out this verse, in verse uh, uh, verse 12, it says Shalom, son of Halahesh, ruler of the half district of Jerusalem, repaired the next section, and I love this, with the help of his daughters. And I know we live in the 21st century and there's, you know, all these women's rights and equality and and a lot of it I'm all for, some of it I'm... I'm bamboozled at some of the things that we're calling normal in society today. But back here, let me tell you, it would have been against the norm. And that's why it was highlighted for girls to be doing the work. And I just love this, that these daughters, and we don't know how old they are, but these daughters just said, hey, we're not watching the men do all the work, we're involved. And I know Simon and Maria's heart, this is everyone, and Zion Church, Everyone church isn't a church just for the men. Let me tell you, this is for the men, this is for the women, this is for the children, and who knows, you can learn for the children, this is for the young and the old. And I don't know what age you are, but let me tell you, God wants to use every single person, male and female, to get rebuilding. Rebuild the community that you're in, rebuild the city walls, rebuild that church. Help see every church become, the let it fulfill the destiny that God's put over that church. You know, it, it didn't exist only a couple years ago. Now, we've got a church there and it's planted, it's beginning. And I'm loving watching the journey on Facebook and Instagram. I'm stealing a few of the ideas too. I think they're fantastic. But I want to really encourage you that when you see, you can keep reading all the different people. That started rebuilding the wall, started playing their part. And the miracle is, if you kept reading, it actually says that after 52 days, that this wall was rebuilt and repaired. And you know, I've seen I lived in Western Sydney, I've seen what Penrith Council can do in 52 days. You know, what they did in 52 days, historians reckon they built about three and a half kilometers of wall some of it up to 15 to 20 feet high, some of it up to nine feet wide. And here's the crazy thing, some of that wall is still standing today. The original components of the wall that was rebuilt by a bunch of perfumers, a bunch of goldsmiths, a bunch of priests and Levites and people that just were doing the work together. And it's still standing two and a half thousand years later. And I know about you, I get excited about it because I think about everyone in church. I think about if you play your part, If you just say, I'm going to roll up my sleeves, I'm going to play my part. Because I know for a fact, and Nicole and I have gone through ups and downs of church. I wish I could tell you it was 12 years of just easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But there's been challenges, there's been dry patches, there's been times where we wanted to quit. But let me tell you, it's when the church comes together, we're so much stronger, we're so much better when everyone says, hey, I wanna play my part. And I know for a fact, if you read the book of Nehemiah, there there was this thing called the opposition. And there was three guys, Sam Ballard, Tobiah and Geshen. And these three dudes, man, they were just a pain in the butt. And man, they were angry, they were, they were ticked that someone had come for the welfare of the Jews. But they started mocking the work and they're like, oh, even a fox climbed up on there. And they highlighted there's gaps in the wall. But you know what? Their fear became, you know, they started wanting to go to war with Nehemiah. They started to use all the deception because they started seeing when the people worked together, this miracle was happening before their eyes. And I want to tell you, I know this for a fact, we've got it in Dahm. We might not have Tobias, Sam Ballard and Geshem, but we've got opposition. There is a devil. And I know sometimes we think he's red pajamas and a pitchfork, but let me tell you, he does not like everyone church. He doesn't like Zion church. He does not want to see everyone church hit home runs. He doesn't want to see everyone church make a difference. And so he's going to oppose the work that you're trying to do. But if you realize that God's on your side, let me tell you, some beautiful things can happen. You know, you might go, you don't, you don't know the context of the building that I'm filming in. You know, for 12 years, we've set up church. We've moved about seven times. We've met in our home. We started in our home. We went in the university. We've been in an underground basement. We're in a school right now, which is a fantastic facility. But the door has finally opened that after 12 years, We're actually in our own building right now. And just outside, I was going to film outside, but if you know anything about the weather, Darwin is hot and it's hot every single day. But right outside these walls, we're about to build an extension. And I'm going to tell you, if you just stay at it, just do your part piece by piece by piece, it won't just happen overnight. It might not even happen in 52 days. But I'm astounded what I'm seeing on social media where the church is already. I'm astounded. And some people say, oh, it doesn't have this. It doesn't have that. You know what? Of course it's not going to have that. There's going to be gaps in the walls. Everyone church is not the perfect church. And I want to give you advice. Don't find a perfect church. Don't go to a perfect church because you'll probably wreck it. But let me tell you, not even having ever been to everyone church, I can foresee that there are gaps all through that church. But do you know what? If you're willing to pick up the bricks and mortar and say, I'm in, I'm gonna help. Not just on Sunday, on Monday too. I'm gonna to help financially. Let me tell you, as much as we love churches that are on our faith, they don't. Yes, we need faith, but they need finance as well. Get behind the vision of this church, play your part. Offer your time, offer your talents, offer your treasure. Help rebuild the walls because let me tell you, the enemy's not happy about your church. And I wanna encourage you, Man, if you play your part, you can make a difference. Twelve years later, we're standing on our own property. Will it maybe be the be all and end all? No, you know what? We want to be a church that goes beyond the four walls. But let me tell you, we're excited that, you know what? When we start rebuilding the walls, it has an effect on generations. You know, I'm not doing this. And by the way, I mean, maybe we've seen it in the news at times but man, I'm not in this game for the money. I know Simon Maria could be making a lot more money. Uh, He'd be teaching than being a pastor, being subsidized by the church in Sydney there and by offerings. But let me tell you, he's not in it for money. He's in it for eternal treasure. And I tell you, you can play a part. You can be a significant part. Be a helper, pick up up the bricks, roll up your sleeves, be one of those daughters that I don't care if they're they're not getting involved, I'm gonna get involved. Young and old, oh, I can't wait to see the pictures over the next few years and seeing that church make a difference. Young people, older people. You know, I'm getting older. I'm getting grey hairs. I had a haircut just so I could look younger for this video. But I know I'm so proud of you guys and I can't wait to meet you one day. But do you know what? There's a part you can play. There's a part you can play. There's a section of the wall that's there for you. And so I want to leave you with that. I want to pray for you and I'm going to hand it back to Simon. God bless you. So, Father, thank you for everyone in church. Lord, I know they're just um, watching this via online, on a screen. But I pray there be your conviction. It wouldn't be condemnation. That's not from you. But let your conviction start to stir them up. Let them see the part that they can play. And I pray no one in everyone's church would be too noble for this work. I pray everyone would say, they would humble their hearts. and They'd say, man, we want to make a difference. So, Lord, I pray the vision that's in Simon's heart and Maria's heart and some of the team's heart. I just pray they would multiply. There'd be exponential growth. There'd be exponential buy-in to the vision. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for having us. One day i will get to meet you in the flesh. Thank you, Simon, so for the beautiful opportunity to share. It truly is an honor. All right, God bless you. Bye.
0: Well, how good was that? How challenging was that? Thank you, Troy, Pastor Troy from Darwin. Uh, he's fending off crocodiles as he's preaching, but uh, we, we do appreciate uh, you taking the time to encourage our church. And, and hey, let's, let's take that. To, I, I just can't help but feel like God is speaking to our church all the time in this church planning season. We've been talking about spiritual gifts. We've been talking about, and uh, Troy speaking today about building the wall and what part are you going to play? Maybe the Lord is up to something. Maybe he's calling people out in our church to help us. To build uh, this church and really get it moving, and uh, we've been sensing in our heart, Maria and I, you know, as we start connect groups and as we increase services, that our church is just going to hit another gear, and uh, and we can't do that on our own. We need people. Um, so that was just really encouraging. Well, let's let's build a church in 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 the the Camden LGA in in the Macarthur region that is a light that is a solid foundation for our community to find christ and find hope in him amen that's what i'm believing for and if you and obviously uh if you've been tuning in throughout today and and you uh you might have a desire in your heart to contribute to what our church is doing uh there's many ways you can contribute you can give uh you can uh give of your time of your talents uh be let us know uh what you're heart desire is and we would love to find a way for you to be part of this journey you know it's so good to be able to plan a church and look back and say man i was part of that and uh, that's what we're excited about and looking at troy and nicole and darwin about how this church now 12 years old we were part of that journey in, in, with our giving out of imaginations. We were supporting them in missions. We, we took multiple trips up there. I, I sewed into their worship team, into their young adults, you know, and it's so awesome to see that church just growing and flourishing and being such an amazing light in Darwin in the Palmerston area. So, well, we'll see you next week for In Person Church. And ladies, head to Connect Group this afternoon. I hope you have an amazing week this week, church. Come on, let's build this thing up and let's have a great week.